In episode 220, Thank Me Later says Upland has just started day one just the other day because of these new updates. Some controversy in the community over it. Some people hate it. Some people love it. And then the next day they turn around and everybody that hated something loved it. And everybody that loved something the day before hated it. Just wait for all the fun that we have inside. If you didn't follow that, stay tuned. The Ovix Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host who's stupid to win and thank you later. Bringing a strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX. Welcome to episode 220. I'm your host, Too Stupid to Win. And as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How we doing, brother? What up? Welcome to day one of Upland. <laughs> that is what he put in our text read when some of the announcements dropped this week. He, he just like straight went off the cliff right away. It Yeah, it, it's been an interesting couple of days in the text thread, to say the least. I mean... We we had hypothesized that they were going to start the year out, you know, strong. Historically, you know, January, February is our slow months for for Upland. You know, is this is this the turning point? I, I, I think so. I, for these, me, these are game changing announcements to me. I, I think these, it's totally shifted are, the game. And, and again. Those of you who have been listening for a while know, you know, the history. Those of you who have just been listening for the last couple of weeks know that I have been rather grouchy about the state of the game, about uh, specifically around totems. I haven't been really pleased with what they're doing. Seasons is the first, like, to me, I go, this is it. This is day one from a gamer's perspective. If you just started playing now, you haven't missed anything. Like <laughs> Jesus, you've missed the no, lot. no, no. In like, a sense, no, no, no. I, I know. Look, we'll, we'll get into it though. You, you yeah, know. we'll get into it. <laughs> we'll get this in- from a gamer. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a gamer. Like, do you not understand that? Like, I love gaming. Yes. So when I say this is day one, as a gamer, like if you came in as a gamer. You wouldn't feel like you're missing, and I, and we'll go into it, and I'll explain why. If you're playing today, you're in at the start of the Upland game. Yeah, and um, just just for your reference on totems, I have almost four times the amount of protom this week than I had last week on the show. So nice. Yeah, I've heard great things on the on the totems. I still don't know that I'm going to do them. If I'm being honest, they seem super fiddly still. Maybe I'll do a couple. So now I have just over 4,300 Protom right now. I started out with 2,755. I bought four extra Totems, and I didn't get the Protom with them, so I had to feed them with my original starting of just five. So I ended up with nine, but I only had enough to start with five, and... You know, I've done pretty pretty well so far, and I have a couple that I believe will probably hockey stick up at the end. Uh, the cheetahs, the cheetahs, and the sharks seem to not want to give you give you a lot of the goods right now. 
Um, they're just kind of, kind of. Well, lingering. I hope that they pay out at the end. Yeah, but we'll see. You know, um, got a couple more, couple more day, another week or so in the uh, in the whole cycle for some of them. So yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it finishes out. Zilla says sharks are taking off now. They're going up. I, I wouldn't call it taking off, but yeah, they're they're going. Wontons up three x my initial protum. Sharks is paying big for me now. Now it might be because my shark start. I might be a day or two behind because I bought my shark shark secondary market mm-hmm. and it wasn't started till later. So, yeah, there you go. And then congrats to Dizzy. If you didn't hear, Dizzy won the Tokyo Terminal giveaway so rich people getting richer he minted over a hundred properties in the tokyo it was not rigged he had he had a bunch of entries bunch of entries playing favorites stop it stop it why don't i win anything ever because you're grumpy about totems and it was easy and yeah All right, but we well, got, congrats, congrats, Dizzy. We we do got a lot to jump into. Uh, it's the first of February. January's already gone in twenty twenty four, so we do have a recap of sales for January, uh, and then we have the the passes and the ETH bundles, and then just what the first season, the frost season looks like. They started to lay out some of the details, not all of it. Um, Going to be very interesting, and we both have different takes on it, so it should be... Shocker. Shocker, I know. It, Shocker. Us having differing opinions never happened in the history of the show. Not at all. Um, so I, I'm excited to see, to hear some of your takes um, today. So that will be, um, yeah, that will be interesting. My, I, I did want to say I got... One of my, I think it was my, my wolf told him, I have a golden wolf told him, and it paid me 292.52 protum today. Dang, get it. Yeah. When Vegas, preach cheese, when Vegas. Now, that wolf told him has paid me 307 before. Um, I've been kind of off on the optimum feeding of it, but still it's paying pretty good. All right, let's jump into the numbers, get those out of the way. Going back one week, not much change. Nothing really exciting to talk about there. Still Manhattan, Santa Clara, Rutherford, Berlin, San Fran, London, Arlington, Tokyo, Dallas, and Miami. Yep. Interesting that Berlin is working its way up there into the top five. Now, if we go for January 2024, the top UPEX sales, the top cities with UPEX sales, expected Tokyo with the expansion, they hit over 100 and almost 106 million in total UPEX sales on the secondary market. I think the thing that surprises me there the most is that they still maintain a very high average sale price. Yes, uh, almost 37,500 UPEX is the average sale price there, so... Yeah, so, I mean, what does that put them third? Manhattan, London, Tokyo? Yeah. But you know what? I love I love to see that San Fran is right behind it, like from an average sale price. And you got to keep in mind, San Francisco was the cheapest of any city 
any tier one city released. Yes. <laughs> Technically, Fresno was cheaper. <laughs> That's true. Technically, That's true. Fresno was cheaper. But you could buy properties in San Francisco for like two, three hundred upbacks. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It was just crazy thinking about that. Yeah. Like I remember I was like, oh, do we really want to spend a thousand upex on these properties? <laughs> like when we got to like four and five thousand upex, like it was like, oh man, it's getting kind of expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, do I really want to spend that much? And you're like, man, I wish I could mint at those prices now. Oh, I would give anything to mint at those prices. <laughs> and you got to love Manhattan. 136 total sales in UPEX for the month of January, but they still pulled in $22 million in UPEX. Yep. Big spenders in Manhattan. Now, if we look at the U.S. dollar side of the house, Los Angeles still rocking it. They just lead the way with uh, U.S. dollar transactions each and every month um, with 45000 That is just slightly down from last last month for them. I mean, that's a tremendous amount of sales. Really, 20. I mean, that is as much as the next three highest combined. That's as much. LA sold as much, had as many USD sales as Tokyo, Miami, and London combined. Yeah. That's actually, pretty impressive. Actually, they were more than... They're actually more than last month. December, they only had 40, 000, like 41,000 in sales. So they're actually up for the month. Nice. Yeah. Um, nothing else really jumps out there for me. How about you? No. Uh, you know, again, that's not surprising to see. You know, December was a down month. So seeing that the USD uh, volume is back up tracks uh, for what we would expect to see yeah looking at the top neighborhoods that had upex sales seeing where the hot neighborhoods are miami and tokyo are the places to be well what's really interesting here is that you don't see any la neighborhoods which speaks to the diversity of la um like it's not one or two neighborhoods that are selling a lot like miami tokyo they have their and those are probably collection I would imagine maybe, or or, I don't even know. I don't know. Like there's, there's probably a reason for some of those, but like LA is so diverse that it doesn't have any things here. And I kind of like that. I kind of like the fact that there's so many different neighborhoods in San Fran and LA that you're not seeing at all where Miami, Tokyo, London, like they're still fairly condensed that it's just a couple neighborhoods that are really making up the, like what happened in Flagami? Is that a collection? Uh, Why is there five hundred and eight sales in Flagami? That I can tell you in a second if that was a collection. Uh, and, and that's the thing; it will be interesting to see once Miami, Tokyo, London are. Yeah, Flagami is a limited collection, one point five x multiplier. Yeah, yeah, collection. So I mean, like that—that that doesn't surprise me. Then those, because I mean, I would have to imagine like uh, Higame uh, in Tokyo, it has to be. I mean, the average sale price of 362, that's going to be a collection. Miami Avenue is obviously going to be a collection. And Rhodes, Rhodes is a, um, Rhodes is a collection. Casca is an exclusive collection in Tokyo. Um, 
Yeah. Now, Jingu Mei is an exclusive collection. So these are more collections. It, it will be interesting to see. Higami. It's, it's, it's Higami. Okay. I'm not Japanese. Really? Really. Oh, n- nope. <laughs> Moving on. I did. I did have whiskey this weekend. Um, my brother, and my wife's family came into town. My brother-in-law's birthday and my birthday are very close, so we celebrated it this weekend. So, I did. I did have some whiskey this weekend, and it tasted good. And I'm back on the wagon, drying out. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Since you're looking svelte, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. You're looking good. All right. Looking at the U.S. dollar sales. Oh, there's Los Angeles. Bel Air. We, we know that's always a... That's a hot collection always. Hot collection always. This one's a little more diverse. Um, Kansas Crown Center in Kansas City snuck in there with two sales. Um, yeah. Burners, you think? Mm. Or were they... You think they were... Oh, uh, Dumbo... I, Dumbo is a collection. Dumbo Dumbo's is a, a rare collection. Dumbo is a rare collection, so that's probably proper. Yeah. And then you were questioning Crown uh, Center, Crown Center, and KC. I mean, I'm questioning anybody spending three <laughs> grand in Crowns in Kansas City, unless you play for, unless you're a T Swift fan. There's no reason to be spending that kind of money in Kansas City. Um, I'd have to. Well, just watching the Super Bowl to see some T Swift. That's what I want to know. Jesus, you're horrible. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look a little further into it. I didn't have enough time for that. But looking back, January versus December sales. Looking at the U.S. dollar, um, and the UPEX. So I mean, pretty, I just, pretty close I, in U.S. Yeah. dollar sale. A little down in UPEX sale. Average sale price is up in January. Um, both U.S. dollar and UPEX. Yeah, I like, you know, I think the, the average subprice is so interesting to me. Yeah. and <laughs> Facts. Although, actually, I did see, like, the top highest rated shows for, like, the last decade are all, like, NFL broadcast now. But, uh, but that's just because everybody's streaming. Like, that's such nonsense. Because nobody needs to watch anything live because you can stream everything. So the fact that football is like, oh, look, we have the highest ratings. It's because you're the only thing that forces people to watch it live. Like, you're the only thing. And the and you know what? Sports ball people are the only ones that don't have lives and can just go, we're not going to do anything all of Sunday except for watch sports ball. Uh, um, anyway. It's great. You eat chicken wings and drink beer and watch football. What, what's wrong with that? Nothing. That's how we keep. Nope. Anyway. All right. Moving on. We got moving a, on. 30 day change. Looking back 30 days in Upland. Um, uh, other than Rutherford's U.S. dollar jumping 40, 41%. And Arlington jumping 38%. Other than that, pretty solid month. Yeah. Tokyo dropped almost 28% on the UPEX floor, but that's based off of their expansion. That's kind of expected. Definitely expected. And then if we look at the bottom 10 city floors, Chicago, Queens, and Brooklyn all were a little positive over the past week. Rio dropped 9%. 
Buenos Aires, got out of the $3 holler club and came up to $3.99 floor. So, Ooh, getting that inflation price in in Buenos Aires. <laughs> and looking back 30 days, nothing really exciting. No. I mean, I like Buenos Aires because, again, like, Looking there, that's definitely one that I'd be looking at uh, of buying because they're up X to USD price. Sports ball, big game over. Wait, can't wait. It's in It's in like four days. No, wait. No, it's a is week it- from Sunday. So there's – oh, yeah, because we know who the – No. Stop encouraging him. Stop it. Why? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for going back screen. Whoever controlled them back screen, thank you so much. Get them back there. (laughs) There you go. Yes. Get them back there. Get them back there. Take them off. (laughs) Uh, What is going on? Jesus. All right. Haters. (laughs) Sold out. Miami moved up to 88% plus one from last week. Tokyo. That should be plus three, not minus three. They were minus 12 last week because of the expansion, and they moved up to 91% sold out, so that's actually a plus three. Detroit and Rio also picked up a percentage also. Nice. All right, Frost, season pass. Ah, crap. All right. All right, so the Frost season pass was announced, and it was very interesting to say the least. Yeah. Well, uh, look. Uh, whoa. No, no. Hey, that's way worse. Way worse. I forgot that had a, had a slide in there. I wanted to add something in there. But yeah, so the Frost Season Pass was released and six ninety nine. You can buy it anytime during the season and you can activate it by burning it. And then that entitles you to drops each week, every Tuesday after you have burns your pass uh if you burned it in week two you miss week one if you burn it in week four you miss week one two and three you don't get it so it's not an nf so the pass was an nft you burn the NFT. nft it was recorded on the blockchain but then which who bought two you did i will I did. be buying you- two i will uh, we'll get to that but you 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 gave me you got me to come around i think but it, what's okay? You you can't you, it you can't trade it. You can't sell it. It's attached to your profile. It's not on the blockchain. Wait, it's not wait, an wait, NFT. Wait. No, 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 no. The pass is not. The pass is an NFT. No. Yes. Yeah. The pass is an NFT. So the the pass that you buy for six ninety nine is an asset. Goes in again. Buy sell trade as normal. Which doesn't have a tremendous value because they're unlimited mint. I bought one, burned one, and then bought a backup one. Also, if you have a low mint season pass, um, I will trade you my high mint season pass and some Upex um, just for, because I want to collect one that has a lower mint. Um, yeah, pass. I mean, and that's a great way. Like, th- this is a, a way to buy for USD, potentially sell for Upex. I don't know if the conversion would be great. Um I don't know that I would buy a ton of passes because, again, I don't know if the the long-term conversion rate will be there. But let me tell you, this is what I have been asking for since nearly day one when I joined Upland. Four-plus years ago at this point, 
when I joined Upland, I was like, where is like the se- the season pass concept has been around in gaming forever. I have no less than 10 active season passes across all of my games, whether that's Hearthstone, Genshin Impact, my new Chop Chop Addiction. All of them have some sort of concept of season passes where you do a one-time purchase and then over the course of time, it gives you additional rewards and things like that. That is absolutely standard. The fact, yeah, uh, it's called Nobody's... I'm super addicted to it. It's actually really fun. It's uh, Nobody's thing. And they just kept advertising to me on Facebook. And then so I bought it um, and I've spent way too much money and time on it. But I am the, the top guild member, like, my guild is actually crushing my server. We're doing awesome. Um, anyway, this is uh, finally the gamification steps that I've been expecting. This is what I wanted, and and it's giving you non-NFTs, something that I said was so desperately needed. Badges was a great step. You know how big of a fan of badges I've been since the moment they were they were put in. Because this is something that, as a gamer, you want hard proof that your account, that you are legit OG. The original thing was collections. So when we look at, like, four years ago, the thing that was, like, made you top dog was if you were 21 out of 21. If you had 21 of the San Francisco collections out of 21... Like, that was your moniker. Like, that was it. There was, like, four or five of us. Like, that was a permanent mark on your account. That was something... Uh, but then collection trading and then the amount of collections now, it's it's kind of obscene. For me, badges is, is another way. Like, those are permanent things. You can't trade them. You have to be there to get them. That means you're actively participating in the game. It shows an active participation. I like seeing that. I like seeing cosmetics that, again, showcase uh, real-time interaction with the game. And so having a season pass, this is the first season of multiple dedicated seasons to be throughout the year. Love to see it. And for me, it's day one. This is day one of Upland. If you're a gamer and you're just now getting in and you get a season pass, you have an opportunity to collect every single collectible from the start. That means you didn't have to start four years ago and suffer through the highs and lows that we've all been through to be able to start collecting these really cool account-specific account-attached items. Like, that's huge to me. But why not make them an NFT? Why don't you put them on the blockchain? What part of, I don't want, that? it it should just be account-bound. It doesn't need to be an NFT. What's the value if it's a non-tradable NFT? Because the whole value proposition here is that you can't buy or sell or trade it. This is these are this is like in Xbox or PlayStation or, or Steam, your achievements. Like there has been really no again, badges were close. The collection thing was debatable because you could swap collections and like that just became like more of a money grab. It really wasn't about participation. $6.99 for three months of, uh, you know, or three, six what is weeks, it? Six, six weeks of, of content and cool little things worth it. I think that they'll continue to expand the value proposition of it. 
This is how you show your active participation with the game as it grows. Did you did you hear that the um, first cosmetic that you're getting is a laughing snow turd because you got suckered? Fantastic. I'll add it to my collection of turd-related things. You can't trade the pass. You can absolutely trade the pass. Um, the pass is just an asset. You can 100% trade the pass, Boulder. I don't know where you're getting that information from. Yeah, right now the, the pass is an NFT, so you can... Swap it just like any other NFT, any other legit. So, look, the I'm not saying the last four years don't matter, MetaVentureist. Like, let's be very clear. Like, if you have been in for the last four years, you've been part of a very elite group, right? You are the beta testers, the alpha testers. You are the OGs of Upland. Like, but for me, this is. This is day one. Everything before this was day zero. Like it was, it was kind of the experiment building up with the re- with the amount of content they're releasing now on a regular basis. I feel safe to say, like, and with this the announcement of seasons, this and like the big thing. Which here's the thing: I'm I'm torn on it because for years I've been able to blindly collect my rent, didn't have to do anything, log in every couple of days collect my rent, go about my day. Didn't have to participate in anything if I didn't want to. Heck, for a long time there, you could go an entire year without collecting your rent. Come in, just collect it all at once. The first step to that was capping it. The second step to that is attaching uh, activities to your yield percentage, which I think is so smart. And here's the thing. If you are upset about it and you're an active player, you should not be. Because what this allows Upland to do is to prevent them from having to lower the average um, percentage for everybody um, and just penalize the inactive players. So if you are an active player, this is a fantastic piece of news because that means you're going to have a higher percent yield for a longer period of time because Upland's net bottom line will be able to say, hey, these are inactive players, so we don't have to pay them out as much, which is going to give more um, payout opportunities for the more active players. So from that perspective, it's a great win for active players. Um, it's It sucks if you are like, oh, well, I just wanted Upland to be that passive income that I just blindly collected, because you're not going to be able to do that anymore. You're going to have to go in, you're going to have to participate in the seasonal events in order to maximize your return. As a gamer, I appreciate that. At some point in this broadcast, my alarm is going to go off because I got to go do a thing in my chop chop. And I, as a gamer, I like that's why I wish totems were a little bit more prescriptive. I am going to participate in the next round, but like that's the kind of things like that drive me to activity in apps. Like I will do that because I want to make sure that I get my full yield, and I'm completely okay with Upland doing it. Because logically, I know that that means that I will get a higher yield for a longer period of time as versus if they didn't do that. So before we continue more into the uh, into the season and the, the challenges that will be coming up, which is very interesting. And that, that's a point I think a lot of people did look over there that you're talking about is you have people that haven't logged on for three years because they were just collecting their up exit and it was piling up. Now they put the cap on and I don't know how many people, I don't know 
we never got to see numbers or hear the numbers of how many people came back and at least checked in enough that they're like, okay, I can go six days and I got to sign in every six days to collect it so I can keep earning. But this is going to, you know, make you have to participate. And I want to jump a little farther into that, but going back to these passes and going back to the gamers... And, you know, a, a lot of feedback, the Upland chat blew up and just people are like, this is dumb. They're not NFTs, this and that. Now, are you saying that these passes have the potential to attract more gamers and make gamers crossovers to teach them about NFTs and blockchain? Um, no, honestly, I don't think it's enough for that. But what I would say is if that a gamer, if a gamer happened to float over um, you know, I'm seeing Upland ads uh, on Facebook, which is where I get most, honestly, I, I, I'm probably part of the problem because after, if I get enough ads for a game, I'll probably end up downloading it and trying it. I'll probably end up spending a hundred dollars on it. Like it just, that's just how it works. Um, and so like they, they know their market. Um, well, they, they rolled out. T- So the meta venture is so he's since day one and we've been doing this. He'll tell you he'll spend an insane amount of money each year on mobile games with nothing in return for it, and doesn't care as long as he's the best or he has the most of this or his wee wee's bigger than that person's or whatever. It doesn't matter that that's that's how he is. That's how gamers are. I can tell you right now, this game, this stupid game, Chop Chop. So like, disagree. Season passes equals Upland subscription product. It, it does not. It's you see them in all the idle clicker yeah. games. You see them in, you know, you have the season passes and you get bonus rewards. You know, you get your typical rewards, but if you have the season pass, you get extra stuff to it. So it it doesn't equal Upland subscription, in my opinion. Um, thank you later. Myself have had a lot of talk about this and the impact that it can have to the game and will have to the game. And a lot of people that don't play the games like thank me later does that has these season passes have a hard think it's a money grab, but it it's what gamers expect when they come to platforms. Yeah. This is the least, this is honestly the least money grab thing Upland has ever done. Like it is a subscription model, but it's an optional subscription. You're not losing out any aspect of the game. It's strictly cosmetics. Now, what I would like to see Upland implement, depending on what the uh, the tasks are each season, is that the season pass maybe is an accelerator to that. Like, that's very common, is that if you're a season pass holder, there's an acceleration through, um, like, needed uh, quests or whatever. Like, this is absolutely not needed to participate in the game at all it's an added bonus it's strictly cosmetics it's strictly for fun like but this is what gamers expect i can't if i download a game and it doesn't have a season pass i'm immediately questioning like do they even care because as a gamer season pass mentality to me means that they have at least a constant stream of some kind of revenue they are constantly motivated to bring me out new content because each season they're going to have to give me something new. And I know that people are, that have been in Upland go, well, we already had that in Upland. They always give us something new. Think of how uncertain the, the releases of content in Upland have been. We get spark weeks randomly, car drops randomly, assets randomly, events randomly. It has not been consistent. 
gamers like consistency. We like being able to plan for things and go, oh, this is going to be something I can reliably uh, depend on. We now have a very structured season process. We have defined seasons. I can structure, and as a content creator, you can start structuring content around, hey, what's this winter season? Hey, what's happening in Genesis season? What's happening in the heat season? Like, And be able to talk about it in a much more meaningful way for a longer period of time. It gives a lot more transparency to it. So yeah, there is a bit of a subscription concept, but it's it's a season pass to me is different than subscription. I, I know it's semantics um, because to me, subscription implies more of a mandatoriness where season passes are a hundred percent optional and you do not miss any content of the game by not subscribing to the season pass. The season pass just either helps accelerate things or get you additional cosmetics. Yeah. How will new players? Um, that's true. So now this is an interest. So, so quantum does bring up a good point. Um, this is something that is slightly different that Upland is doing than I would say most games do. Um, you could join a, a game the last day of a season, buy the season pass, and theoretically, depending on their models, get most of the rewards. Um, you can actually buy your way up through the season or get a lot of the historical rewards. That is a valid point um, that they won't get the previous ones. I don't know how they're going to communicate that. That's a great. That's a great point, Quantum. So but how does that sit as somebody that likes the season passes and are used to seeing that? What would be your thoughts? That does that make that you know? Oh, I wish I was in earlier so I got all the cool stuff. Or like I said, it's day one. Like I'm, yeah, I would be pissed. Like I'm a finicky gamer though. Like if I join something and I can't get like all of the cool stuff or like I feel like I've missed some of the cool stuff, I might like not do it. Subscription requires sign up and auto pay IMO. That's a great point. I would agree with that. Subscriptions are usually reoccurring. Um, season pass is slightly different model. Chop Chop is just chopping a tree. Yeah, it really is. Well, you do battles and there's PvP and there's PvE and there's server v server. It's actually really fun, but it's 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 a super casual game. Um, but yeah, you just chop a tree and get loot. It's super fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's so you just you just chop a tree, get loot, meditate, and it's fun. Okay, we'll, we'll take your word on that one. Cheese will let us know next week if she still likes it. Yeah, look, I just, you just click it. You just click the the little chop thing, and it gets up, and he chops, and then it's like, oh, piece of loot, and then it's like, okay, is it better or worse? And then you're like, oh, scrap that, and then yeah, <laughs> deletes game. <laughs> it gets way better. It's actually really good. Um, but it's casual. Anyway, yeah. we're going to get to Beverly Hills is on the list for yeah. sure. Um, All right. Now we have, yeah. we have the frost ornament challenge. So the frost season just started today and that's ongoing. Uh, season pass. If, if you get that, if you get your frost season pass, you can buy that, burn that. Um, we, now what, one of the conversations we did have about the season pass was, we talked about, I floated the idea of getting the second one because after we saw the season pass, we're like, that actually looks pretty cool. I don't just want to burn it. And you're like, well, you got to, you get to keep your passes. We're like, 
dude, you burn it. It goes away. Like that kind of just went over your head for a second because I do get your point that you got to keep my aunt, the city passes, but yeah, this one was just no, like, I misread so the snapshot. I, cause it was like, you had to have, but I realized that you're, it was, you had to burn it. Cause I was like, it said something about a snapshot. It gave a date and a time for a snapshot. And I thought it was, if you were holding it, um, bought it, burn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is interesting. Um, I love the, the design of the pass. I do wish it was more like, I wish it was a keepsake. Honestly, the way I think they should do the pass is, um, is if you're holding it. I don't know why you wouldn't do it that way. I don't know why um, you wouldn't do it if you're holding it on the first or like on the, on the Tuesday or whenever they do the snapshot. They should just do a weekly snapshot. And if you're holding that in your wallet, then you get the item. Um, probably more work to do that, but I'm, as somebody who really likes the pass, I t- hated having to burn it. It's super cool. Um, it was it was a really well done NFT. I think it's fun. I bought a second one to have it. Maybe that's part of their plan is make me pay twelve ninety nine for their <laughs> subscription <laughs> for their for their uh, season pass. Yeah. Um, now they announced the first ornament challenge, and this is for both past and present, which is the carnival ornaments that are out right now. And as soon as this was announced, the the ornament shops were just being sold out pretty quickly. It, it was hard to come by. Um, yeah. it, people started picking these up. Now, the caveat that I do like that they have the leaderboard based off of the level you are. Is this the first time that they've done... Um, kind of competition based on player level. I I can't think of maybe once, but I'm not sure. And if it was, I didn't participate. Yeah, because I mean, I've been a CE uh, hashtag humble brag for yeah for a couple years now, or I guess yeah, right before um, right before Genesis week. Genesis week. (laughs) Yep, two years. Uh, and because, like, at first I was, like, scared. I was like, oh, well, that sucks. And, like, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this. It was a roller coaster of, like, oh, well, dang. Now I kind of wish I was a lower – I wasn't a CE because I got to compete with Daddy D. I got to compete with Big A. Like, geez, old Pete's, these are – these are titans of the industry. But there's a lot more executives, and there's a big gap from just being an executive to being a chief executive, too. So true. And that's and then I saw that each tier gets like the 25 rewards. I was like, I don't know how many CEs there are, but I bet I'll have an easier time getting in top 25 CE than somebody will top 25 of executive. I, I mean, uh, Uplander, there's, and then there's more Uplanders. Pro, I mean, there there's a lot of competition that's going on. But the thing is, is where, which was really interesting mm-hmm. is that, you get a point for having a structure decorated with one of these frost ornaments. And what I did like, uh, I forget who pointed it out, but they actually added the season to the to the ornament itself. So you know which season you're in and you can look where you're shopping in the store and see what season it is. So you're like, oh, okay. And it even gives you the dates that the season is happening from. 
Um, yeah. Again, so see, this is the exact kind of stuff gamers are looking for. Make it easy for me to understand. Like, I have too many things going on. I'm too ADHD to like read every single white paper and decipher, you know, mixed hints and clues. Like, no, 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 no. I do games to have fun. If I wanted to go to an escape room and figure out clues, I would do that. Um, and I'd bring a buddy who wanted to do all the hard puzzles. Like, here it is. Perfect. Like, February 1st to 15th, it's Frost. Like, boom. I know immediately if this qualifies. Yeah. Now, not only do you have to get the proper ornament on a structure, but that structure has to be on a property that you're holding in a collection that's active. Which is super fun. Uh, also, random note and throwback, speaking of when things were not easy, do you remember when we started and there wasn't neighborhood lines and the properties <laughs> didn't tell you what collections they were in? Right. So you just had to guess if you were buying a property inside of a neighborhood because there was no way to know in-game. Yeah. It was wild. <laughs> And people were pissed a lot. Well, this is that and this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. And then they implemented that. Oh, look, you can click here and see what price. And that was like, everybody's like, this is amazing. They added neighborhood, like just the neighborhood lines. It was like, oh, my God, my mind is blown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Community collections are such a huge benefit. Thank you for bringing that up, Quantum. Like, this, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, this adds such a powerful element to community collections because these are com- these are already collections that you've built out that you probably haven't had to pay. Well, I guess it depends. You might have paid a lot for them, but these are probably properties you have built out. They're in neighborhoods that you want to decorate anyway. Massive win-win. <laughs> Bring on a treasure hunt. <laughs> That's like doing a Sudoku with a hot poker in my eye. No, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so in some of the stuff, I have buildings on not the most optimal. Are you going to sub-optimize your collection? Just that, to, that's a challenge. Like, do you, do you, you sub-optimize a collection to... To get you it think up, to get the point. You think also looking to be like, well, hey, now you have to switch it up. You're not going to make as much interest. I, I mean. I, I doubt that had any factor. Like, there's no way that that's a meaningful factor in there, but it's kind of interesting. No, I, I, and that's what I, I'm looking. I'm looking through everything right now, and I'm just trying to figure out what the difference will be when I sub-optimize my collection. And oh, My fear is. Well, and it's interesting because they didn't specify, like, apartment or anything. To me, this almost makes, like, I kind of, like, I, I, you know I don't like oh, the strategy. Oh, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, the micro houses, though. Micro I Like, my worry is everyone's just going to plop a little micro house, go get a micro decoration, and be like, Yay! Because a point, that's what I didn't like. A point was a point was a point regardless of the style of building. There should be a point per resident. And micro houses should be zero points. <laughs> oh. Um, I think it'll be a 50%. I think it'll be, first of all, so from the dividends, I think 
our our current is a hundred percent. I don't think you're getting more. Um, at least not initially. I think maybe if they find that people aren't doing it, that maybe they'll they'll like incentivize it more. Seven and seven. Honestly, I think it goes down to five. I think if you don't, I think if you don't do anything, that they drop you to five. Would be my guess. Yeah, and <laughs> my cross kind of guy. The, no. Uh, Oh, Alexa, Uh-oh. stop. You got to do something. Oh, hold on. I got to go check my meditation. Now, the the current season, the existing yield rates remain unchanged. But Four minutes. it's what you do during the frost season and the tasks that you have to complete to start the next season with your maximum yield. Yes, which, again, I, I'm so glad. I was I was real worried on how they were going to implement this. They did it correct. Yes. You're, you get it. You get full credit for the first season. You have one full season to complete the activities, and that that like carries over to your next season. That's exactly how they should do it. Um, so right off the bat, I'm happy. I don't care as much, but the secondary piece, which I think make, would make sense, is if there's a set of activities you have to complete to get to back to full, that they allow you, um, and I kind of hinted at this before, of like how they do with airlines. So if you drop down to silver status next season, but you earn gold status for the following season that it like it immediately bumps you up. You don't have to wait for the next season for it to kick in. It kicks in as soon as you achieve it. I would like to see them, but honestly, I it doesn't that's not gonna affect me because I I played so Hearthstone had a a monthly back, a monthly card back. You had to play like five or ten games of ranked play every month to get a unique card back um for for the game i played seven games or whatever the minimum was for two and a half years straight without missing a single month just to get those card backs like it's a very incentivizing thing to have a set of activities to keep up a certain perker to get something each in every month or season it's that's a tried and true gamification methodology I I love to see it in Upland. Again, it's gonna put it's gonna actually make me use the app. I'm gonna actually have to play Upland now. Um, and it's not gonna be things that are just insane, like build two apartment complexes in the month. I don't know. No, I would imagine it's gonna be things like I mean, and that's a good thing to speculate. It's gonna be sends. It's gonna be treasure hunts. Travel to um, a different city by train. Travel by air. Yeah, probably, yeah, travel, um, maybe race, might race, but I don't know if you don't have cars, like, is there, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they, they make you do. Yeah. Buy something from a shop, certainly. Swap your block, explore. Trades, I could see that. Mint a property, would they make you mint a property each? I I don't think so. I, I I hope that they limit um, the expense the co- of the, yeah. the cost so it, it's fair to all levels of players because to to your uplanders, to your pros, you know, to your directors, every single piece of UPEX coming in each month like matters for them to, to help grow their accounts. But man, even travel is expensive because you can you can buy a property for as, as much as some of these flights cost. Right. So it will be interesting because that's the other thing from from a gamification 
activity perspective is there's not a lot of things to do. Treasure hunting being a primary one. Travel, like sends would be one. But like, I don't know. There's not a lot of like things to do in Upland that don't cost money that you can just kind of do for fun, right? So I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see what the activities are. Look, here I am, top, top. There's my little my little golden monkey. My meditation is up, and now I'm going to renew for another. Oh, so beautiful. But, you know, something like collect, collect X amount of sends this week or. Oh, no. Wait. Oh. Ooh. Interesting. Um, yeah. And I wonder if it's like collect sends, do X amount of sends, uh, go hang out in the plaza. Um, so, so I think it's going to tie in some of the stuff that they were doing in the mission center. Oh, yeah, I could see that. But yeah, because I mean, like, they can't make you complete a, I mean, they could, like, complete a collection. I It'll be interesting to see what they what they choose to do with it. Yeah, it's going to be really that's going to be a whole big hot topic. And for for remember, it's been since twenty twenty two since Upland reduced the yields on properties. I think this is a way that they can sustain rewarding the players that are engaged in Upland with the higher yields and and maintain that for a longer longer period of time without having to reduce it. And the people that just aren't as active, they get chopped. Yep. And then uh, Upland did say that they are going to get um, get some more in season new some new ornaments and they are doing it like they've done with the cars and the block explorers they're going to sell right to the shop owners at a, at a wholesale price I, I do like that yes love the wholesale conversation oh man i think i messed dang it i think i messed up how to do this one. Oh man son of a biscuit well see even though they give you all the information, you still have to figure out strategy. So I'm like, oh, now I know. And then we got a guild siege coming, crossover guild siege. It's going to be intense. Um, I like the 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 wholesale to the to the shop owners is great. Love to see that. Um, yeah, sorry, that really took me out. I was really expecting <laughs> it to go one way. And it didn't. And so now my brain is like, oh, man, I'm going to miss out. I needed to renew it. I should have done my timings differently. Siege, no, you do PvP. You actually battle. So you get all this gear and you get pets and then you actually battle each other. Um, And so it's a PvP style game. Um, You just chop the tree to get gear. Um, All right, so what else? So. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about on the season pass and the ornament challenge and everything going on here? No, I I like the fact that it's that it's the tier base. That'll be really interesting to see how it plays out. Um, the fact that it's not just decorate any, that it's decorate uh, collection properties is an added fun bonus. I mean, 
that's not super, super hard because every property can be part of a collection. So for the people that don't have a lot of properties, it's probably going to be easier to decorate a higher percentage of your properties. For people that maybe bought all in one area or who are specialized in, you know, a couple neighborhoods, like that might be a little bit more difficult. Um, so, And as I said, if you were in some of these communities that, that won the community challenge, that will help you out because you probably built a structure. So you have that. Now you just have to go get the ornaments for that. Um, good news. Upland Dinger is the only chief executive that has any points on the board right now, and they have seven. Oh, it's already live? Yep. Oh. Well, I don't even have any of those. I'm going to dominate. I'm going to do real good in some of the other ones. I don't have a lot of these. Um, I don't know if I have any of these assets. Yeah. How many? Oh, you just bought a bunch. You yeah. should do. But you're not chief. You're not, no, you're not chief executive. I don't have to I'm worry not, about you. Don't forget, speaking of assets, go check out Spooky Dookies in Los Angeles, Chicago, Queens, London, and the Epics Podcast Showroom in San Francisco. James Taylor says you should have three. No one believes you. All right. Sharpie ornaments. Eth Wait, but now what I, now, hold on. Now I'm at, because I, I, how do I, I have to like search through this manually? Yeah. Oh, there's well, no filter for, on structure ornaments. Oh my God. Come on. Upland. Upland. I am very disappointed. <laughs> Holy cow. I will never figure this out. Do you have any idea how many structure ornaments I have? No idea. A lot. I don't know. I'll give. I'll give 10,000 UPEX to the first player to tell me how many structure ornaments I have. All right. Uh, then today, so you had a bunch of go. people upset because the season passes and the collectible stuff was not NFTs, it's not on the blockchain, all that stuff, um, which, you know, we discussed, and it, I think it will be good for the game. Now, today they come out and talk about the ETH bundle. And with that, they're dropping Beverly Hills. Yeah, so they kind of went the other way on this one, right? I, I was jokingly say like, you know, you got you got the 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 crypto cats, and then you got the gamer dollies here. Like, this is definitely if you were upset about the um, oh man, some of these ones are cool from the Genesis week. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't think I have any of the winter ones. Um, if you were, if you were, if you're not a gamer, if you're one of, if you're a crypto bro, this had to make, uh, your, your lady bits tingle, uh, because honestly, like this is very much geared towards you. Now I heard there was some technical issues, which that aside, because of course there is, uh, uh, cause it's, it's blockchain. Everything's way more complicated on the blockchain. Uh, but yeah, an Ethereum bundle that's tied to Beverly Hills. I was probably going to be priced out of Beverly Hills anyway, so I'm not so sad. This is a great opportunity to get some of that uh, big crypto money, you know, get those get those crypto bros back and excited about something that's more exclusive to them. I'm okay with that. Um, again, this is it's pay to win. Upland's entire model is more or less pay to win. Uh, and Beverly Hills uh, seems like the perfect place to showcase. That. I mean, they said the average mint price there is going to be two hundred and fifty-six thousand five hundred and one upex, and that's what the that actually seems low. Well, 
Well, that's what, and the collector collections are factored in because it's a non-vanilla opening. They've told you what the collections are going to be. Um, there's going to be very few props under 10K, and the highest mint property is going to be 55361000 upex. $55 million. But that, that makes me think, because they added the landmarks. They added the Beverly Wilshire Hotel, the Greystone Mansion, Saban Theater, Beverly Hills Hotel, to Rodeo Drive, which I think that would have to be the most expensive one in Beverly Hills, that whole shopping complex right there that is to Rodeo Drive and the Witch's House. But I, I think that, the highest mint property could be one of these landmarks that are going to be in these bundles. Uh, because no. in the one ETH bundle, you have two Rodeo Drive and the Beverly Wilshire Hotel. I could see one of those two being that $55 million up X property. Yeah, that's it's in. So the bundle. Because do you remember the Ukrainian? Now, granted, it was for it was a charity bundle, so it's a slightly different. But do you remember, like, we bought these like bundles, and then you got a random property? Yes. And like, you way overpaid. Like it was, <laughs> it was grotesque. Oh, oh, it was the the what? What is it? It was in Manhattan. Um, yeah, it was Marble Hill. Yeah, it was the Ukraine village. It was the Ukraine yes. support in Marble Hill. Yeah, it was. It it was insane. So is this the same thing? Like you're gonna you're gonna pay an ETH, and yeah, one person's gonna get a 55 million upx one, but everybody else is gonna get, you're gonna get a 10,000 upx property. No, like, no, because they they've already said that that they're gonna be um that they are gonna be high value, meaning high mint properties. Yeah, but what's one Ethereum go for right now? Uh, just uh, about twenty three, just under twenty, like twenty two hundred and change. Oh, twenty two hundred. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're, if getting, I pay- you're getting four properties. You're also getting two Spark, and that. But the properties could be in L.A., Manhattan, Chicago, Beverly Hills. You could end up not getting a Beverly Hills property, um, and. In that one ETH, there is a chance to get landmarks not only in Beverly Hills but Chicago, Bronx, Berlin, New Orleans. How many bundles are there for the for the one ETH? Fifty. Daddy D, Daddy D, I need an ETH. And they talk about that under each one uh, under the .05 bundle, one hundred and ten the properties are going to be collection properties, so that works out to about eighteen point three three percent of chance of that property being in a collection, but it's a collection in either LA, Manhattan, Chicago, or Beverly Hills. So it might not even be a Beverly Hills collection. It will be a property that's in a collection in one of those cities. Damn. Now, if you, if you do buy the one ETH bundle, your odds. And you get two spark. Yeah. Your Cause two sparks a thousand dollars already, right? Four sixty. You can buy one spark for four sixty. So nine twenty. Yeah. So that's almost a thousand bucks right there. Um, and if you buy that, your chance of getting a property that is in a collection shoots up to 38%. Um, and these are going to be lost properties. I do like, this is another way of getting that lost. And the thing is Beverly Hills is only going to have 7,700 properties, makes it one of the smaller 
smaller cities, smaller releases. But there's only going to be 1,100 total properties released in in this bundle, and it's spread across four cities. There's going to be a lot more available properties in Beverly Hills. There's going to be a lot more opportunities. You would, I would expect them to do something like the city pass kind of a tiered, kind of like a bundle with the city pass with different prices. I could see that happening. Mm. And they're going to do special giveaways. Interesting. I think, you know, everybody looking at it and getting upset here in the micro, there are people that are upset that they bought, spaces around Beverly Hills to launch into Beverly Hills to mint there as quickly as possible. But at the same time, you weren't going to be able to, unless you're ready to dump thousands of dollars into it or hundreds of dollars into it, you weren't going to mint that much, you know, with the average no, minting I mean, price. That's nonsense. I mean, because the reality is also, I mean, with as many sends as you get, you don't need to own the property. You can just send to a property there. Yeah. Um, that, that's so that's nonsense. Um, and that upset about it coming, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. 80% of it. And the thing you'll get the bundle, you'll receive an email from Upland telling you which properties reserved for you. Upland also gives you the UPEX to purchase the property. So with, with this, you're buying the UPEX, you're buying three properties, and you're buying Spark. You get a chance at landmarks. And Can you, you imagine? What if you get the landmark? What if you get the fifty-five million Upex landmark? Now that's my speculation. That's not fact. That's just okay. Me but okay, let's let's two Rodeo Drive is going to be let's say let's say ten million. Let's just say ten million. Um, and what if like what if you get that? And so they drop ten million Upex into your account. Yes. And Do I, you go buy or you're just like, nah, I'll just keep the UPEX. Okay, thanks. Well, that, I don't really want the property. Well, you'd be crazy if you didn't want that property. But yes, you could keep the UPEX and a week later, it goes up for the public. Now, that would be something to watch is you just keep the UPEX and watch everybody else like race to mint that property. Right? Like, dude, if I, would you, uh, I mean, that's the thing. Okay, so if I gave you 10 million UPEX right now, and I gave you the option. I said, hey, here's 10 million UPEX. You can go buy two Rodeo Drive for 10 million UPEX, or you can have 10 million UPEX <laughs> nope, to go buy whatever it. you want. I'm You're buying, buying Rodeo it. Drive? Absolutely. Without a doubt. I wouldn't second have a second. If it's not a landmark, it. if it's just. It's a landmark. It is a oh, landmark. Oh, it's a landmark? Yes. Oh, if it's a landmark, yeah, it's an auto buy. Okay, so let's say you get just a high value collect, like so you get like one of the, just a really high value. It's a ten million mint, Beverly Hills property. How about this? It's a ten million mint, lost Chicago property. So it's a Chicago property with ten million mint. They give you the ten million and go, hey, here's the random property in Chicago. It's of an ultra rare collection. But you don't have the rest of it. So it's an incomplete ultra rare collection. Here's 10 million UPEX. Go buy that property. You take the 10 million UPEX and run? Or do you go mint the, the ultra rare? Oh, I might take, since it's in Chicago, I might take the 10 million UPEX and run. I don't, it's just interesting because, I mean, that's a lot of UPEX. Right. And, like, and if, if you, it's not a collection that I can complete, I'm probably better off going and minting what I can complete. 
I don't know. It's just interesting. And this is under the one ETH bundle. Look at like the Navy Pier, Edgar Allan Poe's Cottage, Zaga House in Berlin, Two Rodale Drive, the Wilshire Hotel. And that's so excited about Dixon Concert Hall in New Orleans and then St. Philip's Cathedral. So those, those are pretty impressive landmarks that will be in this bundle. And you can only get these through getting this bundle. Man, I mean, this, if you're, like, if you're a crypto bro, this has got to be enticing. Like, if you've been sitting on some Ethereum for whatever reason, this has got to be enticing. I mean, I don't even own, I've been historically very anti-cryptocurrency in general. I would be very interested in trying to acquire uh, an ETH to be able to participate in this. Um, because that seems like a crazy good opportunity because it's 50 and there was what, five of them, seven, seven. So it's a greater than 10% chance that you get a landmark for less than a thousand dollars. Uh, uh, 5%. There's, there's 200 properties total in the bundle. Yeah, but there's only 50 bundles, right? I mean, no bundle is going to have true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. And I, I did ask and got confirmation that, you know, when they auction off the landmark, they say, hey, here's what the mint price is based off of the neighborhood. And here's what we value the landmark at. And they put that multiplier on it. That will be doing the same thing with all the exclusive landmarks and all three bundles here. So it will be that, you know, it's just not going to be the mint price of the neighborhood. They're going to do what they've done with the with the landmarks when they used to auction these off. Gotcha. If you bought ETH for 115 and you can turn that ETH, you can buy the bundles on Nitro. I don't know what any of that means. That sounds It sounds like you're trying to sell me drugs. Now, depending... Now, depending on the country you live in, each country has different regulations with buying ETH. Um, so make sure you're aware of what your country's rules are because you don't want to get caught by the tax man at tax time because uh, because of this too. But I, I, if you're new to buying it, so just want to let you know there are tax um, tax issues depending Have on you tax you're man. <laughs> Uh, 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 um, yeah, no, again, so really, I think we're, we're seeing Upland attack, uh, on two fronts, right? I think that they're solidifying their base. This is, you know, kind of, in my mind, returning to the roots. If this didn't have the balance of the season passes, this would be a very like, ugh, kind of week for me. I would be very much like, God, keep catering to the crypto bros. You're not going to grow. I I'm very happy and again look at the look at the cost differential there right you're talking high end $2200 these these big box random things like and there's going to be a handful of people presumably 50 or less that are really excited about that then on the other side of that you have a 699 $6.99 <laughs> for a 6 week pass full of little goodies and tchotchkes that have no account value. That's what I'm excited about. As a gamer, that's what's going to bring more casuals to the game because trying to sell a casual, uh, a one Ethereum bundle is like not going to happen. 
But logging in and being able to, on my iPhone, just double-click, boop, boop, Apple Pay, done, and now I have a season pass, and I get cool stuff each week for just logging in and playing. Yeah, I'm about that life. One of the interesting comments that I saw somebody complaining about was that it's not fair that they don't have a shot at these landmarks. They wouldn't have had the shot at the landmarks normally. This is your best. This is the best shot for most players at a landmark because you had to have that ten to twenty thousand in those auctions to get those landmarks before. So this this is way cheaper, and you have a way better shot with this randomization and not going against the same bidders each and every time. But I, I. when I first saw it, I was like, dang, why'd they have to do this with Beverly Hills? I, I get it. They want the players to hook up their MetaMask to connect to Upland, which you'll need for Sparklet if you want to sell your Spark to get Sparklet or buy Sparklet and turn it into Spark in the game. But then the other thing is, why don't they just give you a badge for doing it? Because there's plenty of people like you that would take a badge for connecting their MetaMask wallet. Oh, that's true. I would definitely, I would get a MetaMask wallet just to get the badge. You have a MetaMask wallet. Do I? You did. I do? <laughs> Maybe I do. Y- you do. You got one so, years ago. Well, you, no you, prob- you probably lost everything you need for it. Meta MetaMask. Is it a fox? Yes. MetaMask. <laughs> oh, what's my password? <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, you're done for. Wallet won't unlock. Oh, my God. (laughs) You'll figure it out later, not live on air. What if I just say it all out loud? Who knows my password? One of you hackers that have hacked me, what's my password to my MetaMask? Um, And then, yeah, I'm pretty... I'm bummed, but I'm excited about that. I, I like the new way that they're doing it. I just am bummed that I don't get to participate. But it is what it is. I don't know what my password is. It'd be a lot easier to come up with 2 million UPEX than uh, 2,000 USD right now. Oh, my gosh, right? Please, I'd give you I'd give you 3 million UPEX. I will, uh, anybody, I will give 3 million UPEX for uh, one ETH. Somehow legally. <laughs> I don't so, know how to do it. Somehow deal. legally. Awesome. Somehow legally. Uh, 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 oh, and then um, speaking of one of the things, uh, Green Turtle hit me up the other morning, and pretty much I was a hypocrite. And he was very polite and didn't call me a hypocrite. So I, I do appreciate that. He, he just, thanks. Um, he, he was just like, what's up with your visitor fees in Manhattan? He's like, heard you talk in every episode about the lowest send fees and see your properties again. And I had some at 50 UPEX. So I had to uh, correct that. And I dropped it back down to the 25 UPEX in the tier one cities. Um, so I did correct that, but then I went and checked all the other cities and I had a couple of other cities where I wasn't at the lowest either. So I was like all the missed revenue from those cities. So I set everything low. I validated today and thank you green turtle for pointing that out for me. And I wish people would have pointed that out before that for me. Oh yeah. That happens like, especially if you like buy or trade or stuff like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely, sometimes you have to do that, yeah. But, I mean, overall, as, of course, you get the negative reaction as soon as the news drops of, like, this is dumb, this is a money grab. One of the replies from the Upland staff was today was, heaven forbid we have to sell things for money sometimes. We do have to keep the lights on. <laughs> I did, I did, I did like brutal. that. Um, it was... You know, you first you first get it and change. Nobody likes change first off, but then as you think about it and think about it in the macro level of how it's going to influence the game in the future and what Upland is setting up, it, it, it's very exciting. And it's you know usually usually right now we're in the we're in the winter months where as you say not much is going on and we start to ramp up the closer we get to Genesis week. But they're coming out twenty twenty four like. Full throttle, you know, totems working towards the stem, protom working towards stem. We got the ETH bundle with the MetaMask. You got the Sparklet coming out. And now you're you're appeasing to more of the casual gamers out there with these passes. I'm still trying to log into my damn MetaMask. Now you got me on. I have no idea. I lost it all. Uh, Yes. No. Upland is... Upland is is running on all cylinders. They're coming out 2024 uh, hard, and I'm I I didn't I didn't like the totems. I don't know if you heard some of the other episodes. I didn't like the way it was released. I like the overall mechanics. I like that the payouts seem worth it, which is good. I am probably going. I am going to probably participate um, next round, assuming they don't mess everything up. Uh, da, da, da. password Toho. Oh, that's that. Um, yeah. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> You're going to be a while on that. That's great. Do I have infinite chances on this? Is it ever going to un- like lock me out? Well, you need your seed phrases too. That was a seed phrase. Do I need the seed phrases to, to connect it to something else? We'll, we'll talk about this afterwards. <laughs> Why? This seems like it would be good content for people. Don't Wallet won't unlock. You can erase your current wallet and set up a new one? That feels like it's a bad idea. It depends on what you had in your old wallet. But how do I know what was in my old wallet? <laughs> I don't know. I can't help you there. Well, damn it. This is stupid. Why is there no password reset? Like, send me an email with my password. <laughs> How the hell am I supposed to remember this? Oh. All right, all right. Let's see here. What, what else? Oh, um, we still have a go-kart to give away because the winner never contacted me. And I still haven't done the show where I give away the rest of the stuff that we had for the extravaganza from the end of the year. So that is coming. I have not forgot. The beginning of the year has been pretty hectic here. Just trying to find some free time to do extra streams was, yeah, just been a little challenging. Um, Next couple of weekends, I'll be uh, looking to uh, catch back up on some of those things. And next week, I will be remote back at my in-laws so i know my mute button doesn't work so i will pay attention to that next week it it works fine here but when i go there i don't know so we'll be remote next week you got anything else before we get out of here i do actually i have a semi-big announcement which is kind of exciting 
Um, so for those who don't know, we have been doing uh, on, on the Upex World stream, we have partnered with Snail Spacing, uh, a new uh, Web3 artist who is working with us to do a new community project called Always Be Creating. Uh, we actually had a couple of submissions for this month, including our very own Shaq and Pure Rolex that will be releasing uh, this weekend on Wax. And as a, uh, as a test uh, to make sure that we have all the minting process and things down, uh, Snail Spacing has released uh, one of her handmade map mandalas. I always say it wrong, mandalas. And it is currently out on wax. So if you no, it's a it's 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 a secret. It's a, it's a hidden. You got to go find it. Snail spacing uh, is it? It is. You need a twelve word key pass? Are you <laughs> Jesus? What? I'm not unlocking NASA missiles here. For crap's sake! I got like twelve cents worth of Dogecoin probably. Um, so if you find snail spacing, there is a limited run of one of her mandalas. It's only 15 wax, um, and it will be used. Um, I've decided to be anybody who has that will be, uh, in, in the, uh, able to beta test when we start rolling out some of these mini games, we're going to start creating. They're going to be, it's, we're going to start very simple, like some card games to just incorporate the art. Um, that is being submitted for always being created, uh, always being creating, always be creating. That's it. Uh, so go take a look at it. Her art is fantastic. So she's going to be releasing some more art in her collection, Snail Spacing. Um, and we will be releasing the new collection under the community project, Always Be Creating. Uh, and those are going to be like probably three to five wax each. It's designed to be super cheap. Um, we want people to buy them. They are going to be burnable, uh, to unlock, uh, different features and stuff. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Tune in, uh, on Saturday at 8 PM central to Upex world, uh, for all the details and the, uh, official launch and conversations. Nice. Yeah. Right. 12 word key pass. Yes. And you've moved since then. And don't forget, check out Spooky Dookies for all your map assets needs. All right. Anyway, everybody, be safe. Have fun. We'll see you out there in the metaverse. The Office Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host who's stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing a strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland.